Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking to you guys about consequences. Now, you guys know the drill. I'm going to be giving you guys Bible verses on everything that I'm talking about. So I'm talking about consequences. Um, today is my topic because on this earth, we have consequences, good and bad. If we go to work, we will have money so we can feed our family. Um, if we work for what we have, we can go in a store and buy what we have. I just want you guys to know that on this earth, there are consequences for actions. There are laws that God has given us to follow. Um, there are laws of the road that we have to follow. There are laws. And if we break laws, we endure consequences. Now, everybody on this earth doesn't get what they deserve. If they did, this world would be literal hell. Obviously, God has grace and mercy, but it's not for us to abuse his grace or mercy. When it comes to salvation, salvation is a free gift by what Jesus did on the cross. His death, burial, and resurrection saves you alone. Um, but when it comes to consequences on this earth, um, we have to reap good and bad consequences on this earth. Now, a lot of people are in jail and they're innocent because they... Um, relied on or they were set up. Another thing I want to talk to you guys about in this uh, episode is accountability. Um, unfortunately, in this world, we have an enemy who is the ruler of this world, um, the devil. He got he got kicked out of heaven. He was created by God, and he is deceiving anyone that he can with false doctrines and with lies, and he is coming after your mind each and every day. So as believers in Jesus Christ and as people, we have to stay on guard and we have to have on the full armor of God every single day, um, girding your loins, um, being ready and willing to give an explanation for your faith in Jesus, um, having on the helmet of salvation, knowing that you're saved, um, having a shield of faith, having the bus prayer of righteousness, um, renewing your mind every day is so important. Uh, because the enemy every day, every second of the day is going to try to get you to believe lies. He's going to try to kill your faith in God and Jesus. And that is his, uh, that is his ultimate plan. Now, every day the enemy seeks with the help of his demons, which are the fallen angels who, who also got kicked out, kicked, uh, who also got kicked out of heaven every day. He wants, um, to accomplish keeping people blind and keeping people, um, unaware of the gospel and, and unaware that they're headed to hell and that they need to believe on Christ for their salvation. So you have to understand, I have to understand that not only is this world unfair, but grace is unfair. And when it comes to our souls, we have to be ready and willing to understand the gospel and to believe the gospel. And anyone who believes on Jesus Christ for their salvation is saved and sealed forever. All you have to do is come to the knowledge of the truth of the gospel one time. And the moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ for your salvation, you are forever God. You are forever his. And you can never be lost um, as far as like your soul being condemned to hell. Now, we have a lot of people who they get saved as a child and the enemy tricks them into falling into deception or the world manipulates them into believing, oh, Jesus isn't real. Um, that's just a made up thing. You see, when we aren't 
in God's word, we're so easily manipulated and gullible to believe lies. So I'm going to go back to the original topic of this podcast. Sometimes I go off on tangents, but um, my topic for today is consequences. Uh, Galatians 6, 7 says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows, he will also reap. Um, So what we have to understand about God is he is just and he is holy. So when we break laws, regardless if we're saved or not, we have to endure those consequences. Salvation is a free gift only because of Jesus Christ. If Jesus never would have died on that cross, we would have all went to hell because we all fall short of God's glory every single day. Okay? So salvation is a free gift. Your soul is saved when you believe on Jesus Christ for your salvation. If you want blessings and success and a real relationship with God on this earth, you have to stay in God's word. If you want prosperity um, spiritually on this earth, you have to stay in God's word. If you want to be able to fight against the devil, because uh, every day we're we're fighting a spiritual battle in which the enemy is coming after your mind. If you want to stay, um, if you want to stay ready against the enemy's tactics, you have to stay in God's word every single day. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added. Um, if we are not seeking God every day, if we're not talking to God every day, we're doing ourselves a disservice. So you may have heard, um, it being said, you know, what goes around comes around and uh, karma. These are the world's sayings and mantras, but basically what it means is what God means when he says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows, he will reap. God also says in his words that vengeance is mine, I will repay. So when someone does us wrong and we react in a way that is haphazard, we endure consequences. You may have heard it said that two wrongs don't make a right. That is so true. We cannot over we we cannot overcome the devil with cursing at him. We have to overcome the devil with the word of God, just like Jesus did. We cannot fight against flesh and blood. If you fight every single person that you don't like, you're going to probably end up dead or in jail. In this world, we have to respect people that don't like us and that don't respect us. That's just how it is. We have Jesus as an example. Jesus was beaten, talked about, used, abused, and betrayed by the people who smiled in his face, um, but talked about him behind his back. He was um, denied by Peter three times. So we have to understand that there are certain laws and principles and just certain things that we have to understand in this world is going to happen. The Bible says that um, in this world, you're going to have trouble of all kinds, but take heed because I have overcome the world. If you don't know scripture, you're probably going to go insane. If you don't know the word of God, you're probably going to go insane because you're not going to have any closure. You're not going to have any explanations of this life and what you're going through and that's why God gave of his God gave us his word. Um so that's that was the first verse. Um the second verse is still in Galatians 6 7 it says for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. 
You know what I mean? So in this world, we're going to have fleshly impulses and fleshly desires. We're going to have thoughts. We're going to have impulses. But if we act on them, that's when the sin is all grown up. And that's when we have to face consequences. So before you do anything, you have to ask yourself, what is the outcome? If I go to work, what is the outcome? I get money. I get to take care of my family. If I go into the store and steal, what is the outcome? I'm going to get caught. I'm either going to get a pat on my back. Well, not a pat on your back. You're either going to get a pat on your wrist and someone is going to spare you or someone is probably going to cut your hand off or someone is probably going to call the cops and get you arrested. We have to understand that as human beings, we cannot afford to be ignorant. The Bible says, above all else, seek knowledge, seek knowledge and 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 let this be your first priority. So if I'm just going about this life acting like it's la la land, and I don't have education on anything, then I'm doing myself a disservice. Um, James 2.10 says, for whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. So like I've said many times before, Jesus accomplished it all. He was and is holy. He was the only perfect man to ever live. And he was the only sacrifice that God gave for the sins of the whole world. So that is why Jesus is the only way to heaven, because he is the only person that God gave as a sacrifice for our sins. Before Jesus, you know, God expected everyone to obey him. God expected everyone to give animal sacrifices for their sins. But since Jesus was given as a one-time sacrifice for all, uh, there's no way to God but through Jesus. Um, so we have to understand that we are not justified by the law. If we think that we're getting into heaven by our good deeds or good works, we're foolish because the Bible says that there is no one good but him but God. So it's imperative that you guys understand that reading the Bible is so important, that being a believer in Christ is so important because you're doing yourself a disservice by not believing on Jesus for your salvation because then your soul will be condemned. You're doing yourself a disservice by not listening to your parents and your parents don't know everything, but I'm just trying to give you guys examples of like, you know what I mean? Um, Right under God is Jesus, of course, you know, and then it's your parents. You know what I mean? When Jesus was on this earth, yes, he was holy. Yes, he was a son of God, but he still had to respect his parents. You see, God, if God follows laws and principles and he's given principles that he has to follow, you see, God gave us free will. He gave Adam and Eve free will. He he gave them free will, but he told them, don't do this. Um, but they chose to sin against him anyway. You know what I mean? So God cannot intercede free will, but what he can do is instruct you on what to and not to do. You may ask, okay, what is the point of even giving me free will? Because he doesn't want us thinking that he's a narcissist and he's a dictator and that it's just going to be his way or the highway. He gave us free will so we can ultimately do his will. You see, God wants to participate with us. He doesn't want us being robots. He He doesn't want us being machines. Like he puts in the program, he puts in the input and the formula, and we must do whatever he says. No, he gives us a cho- he uh, he gives us a choice. 
You know what I mean? So um, we have to choose wisely and we have to choose his will. Um, um, Hebrews 12, 11 says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, um, excuse me for stuttering and mispronouncing my words, but Hebrews 12, 11 says, for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. You see a lot of people that they, they don't control themselves. They don't control their tongues. So they do all type of unruly unlawful things but this verse encourages people to to choose discipline because once you're trained you know what i mean you're gonna reap peace and righteousness um jeremiah 17 9 through 10 says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick who can understand it I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Okay, so the world will tell you to follow your heart, to trust your gut. To a certain extent, that's true. God has given us intuition. But when we follow our heart, it's almost counterproductive because when we follow our heart, the Bible just told us, God's word just told us that the heart is deceitful. So when you sleep with someone and you think they love you you can't trust your heart god just told you in his word the heart is deceitful so you can't trust your thoughts you can't trust your heart you can't trust your flesh because it is working against you unfortunately because we have a sinful body we have we live in a sinful fallen world um the bible says there is nothing new under the sun it's all vanity it's all vanity some people say um that history, that history repeats itself, and it does. Um, and we have to understand that history does repeat itself. And we have to study history to understand where we're going and understand how things are. Um, and what I mean by hit, and what I mean by history does repeat itself is that um, there's a certain amount of time that God has given us on this earth. Bottom line, there's a certain amount of time that God has given us on this earth. And when people talk about who's the goat, who's the goat, who's the greatest of all time. Um, we all know that Jesus is the greatest of all time. We all know that God is the greatest of all time and they're one and the same. So when we think about our lives and how short they really are, you know, the Bible says that your life is but a vapor. You know what I mean? Um you're here, you're here today, could be gone the next. So our life is very short. The Bible says that a thousand years is like a day to him. So, so when we understand that, we, we make smarter choices for our lives. And the choices that we make on this earth, they show up in eternity. Like I said, salvation is a free gift. When you believe on Jesus, you will be saved and sealed forever. As far as rewards in heaven and your service to Jesus on this earth, it matters. The Bible talks about laying up for yourself treasure in heaven. And when all we think about is money and the here and now, and we don't give and, and, and we don't use our gifts and talents 
to glorify God, we're doing ourselves a disservice because we're not laying up for ourselves rewards and treasure in heaven. So salvation is a free gift. There's no buts, ands, or ifs. Salvation is a free gift. If you want rewards in heaven, honoring and serving God on this earth is what you must do. You know what I mean? And we should serve and love God out of love and out of what he did for us. So for those who aren't saved, uh, believing on Jesus grants you eternal life. Trusting in your works, trusting in your own self-righteousness will not save you. Um, the Bible says that we are filthy rags and our good works are filthy rags. So I can go on and on and on. Second Peter 3, 9 says, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. My prayer every day for people is for people to reach repentance and believe in Jesus for their salvation. But again, they have free will. If you're choosing not to do so, then you're going to have to reap condemnation and destruction, which is hell. Um, I love how the Bible says that God in his word will not return unto him void. Um, the Bible talks about saving your money and not spending all that you make. You know what I mean? That's wonderful and that's true. But I just want you guys to understand that even if you save like you're supposed to, someone could easily steal all your money. So I don't want people to, to think, okay, if I do everything right, uh, everything right will happen for me. No. Unfortunately, in this world, especially as believers, you know what I mean? And especially with the devil being the ruler of this world, we're going to have bad things that happen to us. God is going to work it for our good, but we're going to have bad things happen to us. Just like Job in, in the Bible, he had everything taken away from him. He loved God. He listened to God. He obeyed God. But the enemy came to God and posed the question, um, if you take everything away from Job, would he still love you? And that's my question to you guys. If all you had was God, would you be content? Would you be happy? This is not um, a mind game. I'm not trying to play a mind game with you guys, but I just want you guys to see that all we do need is God. Truly, all we do need is God, and God knows what we need. He He says you should not worry about what you will eat, about what you will wear. Um, God wants us to trust him, and it's going to come with faith. It's going to come with acknowledging that you may not automatically trust God, but the more you talk to him, the more you read his word, the more you understand his nature, the more you're going to be able to trust him. You know what I mean? For example, let's say you have a stepmom and your first inclination is to not, is to not to trust her, to not love her, um, to not, um, you know, to not trust her, but over time, as you get to know her, you know, you're able to see her as a mom, as someone in your life that you can go to. What I'm trying to say is, guys, we need to stop hating God. We need to stop despising God. We really need to start listening to him. We really need to start reading his word because these are the last days and the enemy doesn't care what you do or don't know. The um the Bible says that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Knowledge is in power until it is applied. 
that's what wisdom is. Wisdom is applied knowledge. So, um, first John one, nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This verse has nothing to do with salvation. Salvation is a free gift by faith in Jesus Christ. But what this verse is saying is, as far as your discipleship with God, as far as your relationship on this earth with God, um, if you confess your sins to him and if you come to him and acknowledge what you've done, he will forgive you. Um, let's say you crash your parents' car. They're not going to renounce you. They're not going to... Um, they will definitely be mad and angry, but they will not renounce you as their child. Of course, you will have the consequence of your action, but with God, it's the same thing. God has to chastise his children. God has to discipline his children, but it doesn't mean that he doesn't love us. It means that he loves us and he wants the best for us, and he doesn't want us making the same mistakes. You've heard it said that the definition of it, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, expecting a different result. You know what I mean? One plus one is always going to equal two. You're never going to get 12 minus one to equal two. And that's how God is. God works with laws and principles, and God is like a formula. You do it his way. You do it the way um, that is tried and true. You're going to get a specific result. If you stay in God's word and if you uh, basically um, study God's word and memorize it in times of trouble and in times of temptation, you're going to be able to say, nope, I'm not going to do that because God's word says otherwise. Uh, Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fallen, fallen short of the glory of God. Um, second Peter two, four says, for if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to change of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. So basically what that means is when the devil got kicked out of heaven, um, and wanted to be like God, God had to cast them in outer darkness. And soon God will be dealing with the devil for deceiving basically everyone in the world. So basically God repays and he takes care of people um, who lead people astray. Um, God will hold everyone accountable, whether you're saved or not. So unbelievers will be judged by God for their lack of faith in their sin um, and for their lack of faith in Jesus Christ. And um, believers will be judged by Jesus for their service for him. So salvation is a free gift. If you want rewards in heaven, laying your life down for Christ, picking up your cross daily, uh, not engaging in sin will get you rewards in heaven and will also get you a great relationship with God on this earth and will also get you blessings from God. So there are principles that are in place that we cannot change that we must learn. Um, Matthew 5, 38 through 39 says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. So basically in this world, you're going to have people who don't like you. 
And I feel like we have to normalize people who don't like you. They didn't like Jesus, so they're not going to like you. I feel like in this world, we want to people please all the time. We don't want to be rebels. We want to play it safe. And I'm not saying that um, you have to go about things in ways that aren't glorifying to God. But what I'm saying is Jesus came not to bring peace, but a sword to divide those who are against him and who are with him. Okay. So in this world, you're going to have enemies. The Bible says your enemies are going to be in your own household. Your enemies are going to be your own family members. That's just how it is. But what you must do is learn how to forgive, learn how to love. You know what I mean? So, um, I feel like a lot of people are afraid to disappoint their parents and to lose friends, but it's inevitable. And the quicker you learn that heartbreak is inevitable, that heartache is inevitable, that trouble is inevitable, what that word means, inevitable, is that things are bound to happen. So you can either be a victim or you can be a victor and realize, okay, this is going to happen. So I got to prepare myself for it. You know what I mean? Judgment day is coming to everyone. So you might as well prepare for it. You might as well prepare for it. You might as well, while you're on this earth, because this is the only opportunity that you have when you're on this earth to believe on Jesus Christ. Once you die, there is no second chances. Believing on Jesus Christ while you have breath in your body, while you are on this earth, is what's important. So choose this day. Today is the day of salvation. Believe on Jesus Christ for your salvation. Okay? Okay. Um, Romans 5.12 says, just say okay. Believe on Jesus Christ. Just say okay. Because the Bible says that your words condemn you. If you say, oh, I don't believe in Jesus Christ, you just literally spoke words that that the devil will use against you. You just spoke words that will, that will condemn you in the day of judgment. As human beings, our natural inclination is to not believe things. Some people say, oh, I have to see it to believe it. Unfortunately, honey, your faith is kind of to you as righteousness. So if you say, oh, I have to see this to believe this. I'm sorry. You're going to be out of the count. Your name is already written in the book of life. And by you not believing in Jesus Christ, it just takes your name out of the book of life. I want you guys to think about that. Your name is already written in the book of life. But when you say, nope, I'm not going to believe on Jesus Christ, you literally take your name out of the book of life. I just... I just like to give you guys examples. I like to give you guys analogies so it can become more and more and more and more real to you. You get what I'm saying? Um, Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. Okay? So just like Adam, the first man um, that God created, just, just how he sinned and because of him, everyone had to suffer and everyone had to inherit sin through Jesus. Jesus mended what Adam m messed up. Jesus mended and he accomplished what no one else could. Okay. Um, 
First John 3, 4 says, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practice lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Okay. So if you tell yourself, I cannot stop sinning in a way that's true, we are all going to sin intentionally, unintentionally, directly and indirectly because we're sinners. But I'm talking about sins that you can stop. You just choose not to. Let's say someone has an addiction to sex or someone has an addiction to smoking or drinking. You have an addiction and you have acknowledged that. But if you have chosen to stay in that addiction and not allow the power of God to change you and help you and mold you and get you out of that, then you have chosen to stay in that. You see, people love darkness. People love their beds. People love their filth. People love their garbage. People love their TV. People love it all. Okay? But you have to trade your will for God's will. And that's your choice. Because God cares for you. and He only wants the best for you. And until you understand that and believe that, and until you understand that there is a force of evil that is working against you every day, then you're going to play right into the enemy's hand. All right? The Bible says, even the demons believe and they tremble. Okay? So we have an enemy who seeks to kill and steal our faith in Jesus and God, but he knows the truth and he knows that God is real and Jesus is real and that he is the only way to heaven. But his job is to deceive and blind you from that truth. You see, I hate people who keep things from me. I hate people who keep secrets from me. Well, I don't hate anyone, excuse my language, but it's, it's wickedness to keep things from people because you're scared of their reaction. You know, the truth will set you free. But first, it will piss you off. You know what I mean? You have to get over the truth pissing you off. You have to get over the truth. Um, you have to get over the truth to accept the truth. You know what I mean? So, First John 2.11 says, But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Unfortunately, I just use language that I regret. I said, I said that I hated something or something I don't remember. But the Bible says, if anyone hates his brother, he's in darkness. You know what I mean? So it's easy in this world to hate people, but we must love them and we must respect them. Here's what I got to say. Everything in this world is reverse psychology. Unfortunately, whatever the world tells you, you have to do the opposite. Now, you have to be a discerner of spirits. You have to use your knowledge. But for the most part, excuse me, I think I burped or something. Um, for the most part, um, everything in this world is reverse psychology. If you're seeing ads on the TV screen of chips and potato chips and cookies and fast food, unfortunately, that's poison. And you need to go to the grocery store and buy smoothies and bananas. That's what you need. But you also have to be aware of vegetables and fruits nowadays because GMO is happening and people in laboratories are stuffing fruits and vegetables with all types of chemicals and things. And so there are exceptions and there are certain rules you know what I mean? That are in place for certain things. There are exceptions. And that's why you have to have the Holy Spirit. That's why you have to be saved. 
That's why you have to stay on guard. That's why you have to renew your mind daily in order to know the tricks and the schemes of the devil. And being ignorant of the enemy's devices is not cool. You know, every day we have to renew our minds. Every day we have to seek knowledge. Um, Jeremiah 17.9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Genesis 3.19, by the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it, you were taken for your dust and dust you shall return. Genesis 3.4, but the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Revelation 20.10, and the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. First John 5, 3, 4. This is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. I, I literally have to repeat that for my own self. First John 5, 3. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. I have to repeat that one, one more time. I'm sorry. First John 5, 3. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. Mm -mm. and his commandments are not burdensome you see when you tell yourself i can't be faithful to my wife i can't be loyal i can't be honest so a man think it's he is the more you tell yourself i can't i can't i can't i will not the more it becomes true but the bible says that god wants you to keep his commandments and that his commandments are not burdensome. That's why you have to stay in the word. Get out of the world and get in God's word. Because if you're not in God's word, the farther you are from his truth and his promises. Okay, that is my message. I took a long time, more than I wanted to. It is 1.16 p.m. in the afternoon. I take 33 minutes on this podcast, but God is good. This is for God's kingdom. This is for me. This is for all you listening. And this was a great message. And I'm going to end this um, podcast with two verses. Romans 12, 19. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. Believe it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay. I can repeat that. Romans 12, 9. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. Believe it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. So don't go seeking revenge on people. Let God handle them. And if God chooses to handle them with grace and mercy, be grateful because he gave you grace and mercy and compassion. Okay? Um, Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Okay? And that's my podcast. And I thank you guys for listening.